This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. friends, welcome back to another episode of Worth Recovery, the Worth Recovery podcast. My name is Amy. I am your host here at the Worth Recovery podcast, and I'm a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. It's been a while. It's good. It's really good. Anyway, today is episode 93, and this is step nine, types of amends. I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm excited to be to pick back up the series that I started about the 12 steps of recovery. I loved doing these episodes. I totally loved them. They were working to really transform my own personal recovery and my own knowledge of the 12 steps. Last fall, when my mom got really sick and my life kind of got complicated as a result of that, Things got messy and this series kind of fell off the radar for a little bit. And I'm really excited to pick it back up and to complete it all the way through to the, to step 12. As we continue and pick up our step work series, I want to start by reiterating my belief in the 12 step process. I've been watching a trend going on in several recovery circles that I've seen where they're including the 12 steps less and less in the recovery process. Many of the rehab facilities I'm aware of or different methodologies going on about recovery are turning away from the 12 steps. And maybe it's a slight kind of change at first or maybe it's just direct and blatant. I've seen that happen too. Either way, the 12-step recovery process in some circles is taking a back seat to other methods and new ideas. I'm not aware enough of their reasoning to even try to really attempt to explain it or why they feel the way that they do. All I really wanted to do was just share two things before we get started on to step nine. My therapist, I remember, you know, I've been in therapy now for six years and both of my therapists, well, I was in therapy before that for a while, so... Anyway, all of my therapists, I've been in therapy for a while, all of my therapists have asked me to do a lot of things in recovery. I had to write, I had to read, I had to listen, I had to draw, I had to do all sorts of things. I had to write affirmations, I had to confront difficult people, I had to stare down my own demons, my own faulty core beliefs. I had to talk to people I didn't want to talk to, I had to learn new behaviors and practice new patterns. And all of these things were difficult and all of them were hard. As difficult as those things were, though, as hard as they might have been, my step work was much, much, much harder. Working the 12 steps is what leads us to a new life. Addiction is just a symptom. We talk about that all the time. A symptom of a much bigger problem. Addiction is a symptom that our soul is sick somehow. Uh, This soul sickness causes havoc in our life so intense that we need to develop a deadly addiction just to cope with this sickness, this soul sickness that we have. I know many, many addicts who have physical sobriety, but are still living in a soul sick life. 
I sometimes look around at addicts with much more sobriety than I have and I think, I want nothing to do with your life. The way you live, the things you discuss is not what recovery or sobriety means to me. I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but for my own life, I know that sobriety is not enough. Now, I thought at first that sobriety would be enough, but the more I live in recovery, the more I recognize that without a total transformation, a total attitude change, without a total life change, I cannot live the life I want to live. My soul will stay sick, and eventually, somewhere down the line, I will act out again. Maybe it won't be as bad. Maybe it won't even be with sex. Maybe it'll be something different. But without a total transformation in recovery, I will eventually act out again. And most of these people that I know that I see their lives and I don't want anything to do with that life, they're not working the steps. They're not working the 12 steps. They stopped or they stalled along the way somewhere and they're not working those 12 steps. Working the steps is what brought the total transformation for me. Really, really working them, deeply working them and working them over and over again is what has brought that transformation for me. I love this this quote from the AA Big Book. It's on page 58. It's quoted quite a lot. It's the beginning of the chapter. It says, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, right? I've done that. I've looked for that. I've looked and looked for that easier, softer way. I've even tried some easier, softer ways. Sometimes I would say that I still want that. I showed up last week in recovery and sat down and said, I don't even want to talk today. I just want you to tell me what I need to know and what I need to do. She looked at me kind of sideways and I said, I know, I know that's not how this works. I know that. And then she kind of laughed at me. I wanted an easier, softer way than to wrestle with the issues I feel coming up and burning in my soul. But it doesn't work that way. And... And it doesn't work that way. Working the 12 steps of recovery works. It has for countless people throughout the last nearly 80 years. Truly digging deep and working the steps in our lives will require everything from us. And the process, though, also gives everything back to us. It heals our souls and gives us this total transformation we are looking for. Today, we're going to pick back up where we left off with step nine. Our last episode on the 12 steps was way back in episode 69. Crazy, I know, right? Episode 69, I introduced step nine, which says, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. In episode 69, we talked about the difference between saying we're sorry and making amends. I listened to that again this morning to refresh my memory and get back on track with where we're going to pick up. This episode, we're going to discuss the types of amends we can make and why it is important to do so. 
You might also want to go back and listen to episode 69 about the beginning of step nine, making amends before you go forward. If not, though, there's a lot of really great information in this episode, and you can always go back and listen to 69 again. Now, before we move forward onto step nine, I want to give a big shout out to our worth warriors. You ladies are amazing. When a woman reaches out for help in addiction, it is my mission to provide the voice and the hand of a woman to reach back. Worth warriors, you make that possible. I love you ladies so much. I know it takes a lot of time to write, produce, edit, and post these podcasts. You ladies that contribute on a monthly basis as a worth warrior, you guarantee that this podcast remains free for all those women out there. And I can't thank you enough for that. Have you been enjoying what you're listening? Are you a regular listener? Maybe you've learned some things. Maybe this podcast has helped you even just a little bit. Then get on the website and become a Worth Warrior. There are special perks and discounts for our Worth Recovery events. You can join the Worth Warriors for as little as $4 a month. That's less than 50 cents an episode. So get on the website, look for the Worth Warriors logo, and join the club. It's worthrecovery.com, www.worthrecovery.com. Also, I want to just do a really quick all call. Ladies, I'm looking for more women that I can interview and share their story on the podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story with us, with all the listeners that we have throughout the world, then send me an email, amy, A-M-Y, at worthrecovery.com. Again, that's amy, A-M-Y, at worthrecovery.com. You can also get on the website, worthrecovery.com, and just go to the Contact Us area and send me a quick message. Let me know that you would like to share your story. So I really want to share and archive more stories of women in recovery, whatever that recovery looks like for you. So please get on and let me know that you're interested and we can set up some times and information and start the process. I would love to share as many women's stories as possible. So I look forward to hearing from you about that. Okay, let's grab, let's go back to step nine. This step, step nine, like we said, is more than just an apology. It is not just about saying where you're sorry. It's about amends. Dictionary.com defines amends as reparation or compensation for a loss, damage, or injury of any kind. We're going to move past apologies especially because many of us, probably all of us, have said we're sorry a million times. We've apologized at nausea, nauseam for so many things. This time though, we are not going to apologize. We are going to repair, to provide compensation for the loss, damage, or injury that we have caused. Now the SAA, Sex Addicts Anonymous, the green book describes it this way. It's on page 48 and it says, quote, In taking the ninth step, we act on the knowledge that what we do really matters, that our actions have consequences in the world for good or ill. The damage we did in our addiction is cleared away, not only by honestly admitting what we have done, but by committing to setting these things right. Reaching out to others to acknowledge and heal the wrongs of our past brings us freedom and serenity in the present. Close quote. I love that quote. We must set things right from our past. We must reach out to others to acknowledge and heal the wrongs of the past. I know some of you don't want to do this because I was one of those people. I know it's hard. I know it's sometimes even hard to imagine doing this. 
And we also know, according to the big book, though, on page 77, that we will never get over drinking until we have done our utmost to straighten out the past. The past. We are there to sweep off our side of the street, realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so. I'm just going to repeat that last sentence. Realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so. Until we take responsibility for our past, until we make amends, until we sweep up our side of the street, nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so. So here we are. We're ready to look at this amends process and what exactly it entails. So we've got a few more episodes that we'll do to kind of spell out this whole process. Today, I want to address the three types of amends you can make to repair the past and clean up your side of the street. So in making amends, my sponsor told me that there were three types of amends that we could make. Direct amends, indirect amends, and living amends. Step nine tells us that direct amends is best wherever possible and even spells out the one exception for us, except when to do so would injure them or others. So direct amends is always best whenever possible. But what is direct amends? Direct amends involves going directly to the person with whom you need to repair damage and working it out with them. This can be incredibly scary. You're going to a person you have damaged and trying to set it right. It involves sitting with them across the table or on the couch, acknowledging and accepting responsibility for the harm we have caused. Many times I wondered, isn't it best just to not bring it up again? Isn't it best to just leave the past in the past and let it go? When I have these thoughts, I have to remind myself that my past did not just let go of me. My past kept rearing its ugly head until I did something about it. Even though I wanted to let it go, it didn't let go of me. Until I looked at it and whatever it was that was causing me problems and fixed it, it didn't let go. Though it might be easier for me to just try and let it go, bringing it up Owning my part and making amends is the only way for the total transformation we want out of working these steps. A direct amend says to a person, I value you. I value our relationship. I know I caused harm and I want to set it right. And so when possible, I make direct amends. I take the scary step. I take the risk because it is a risk. As I work step eight and prepare my letters, My sponsor helped me decide if a direct amends is possible and best given the situation. And your sponsor can help you with that too. I caution you to never make a decision about making a direct amends without input, without consultation. I remember thinking that one of my acting out partners, that it would be a very good idea for me to make a direct amends for this situation. There was no harm in telling him that I was sorry. And I figured we lived on opposite sides of the country, and so it wasn't going to be a big deal for me to tell him what was going on with my life and to make a direct amends. Now, my sponsor quickly talked me out of that, (laughs) walking me through all the dangers that could happen and the problems that could arise if I was in contact with this person again. Always, always, always seek consultation about direct amends. But when possible, direct amends is the best solution. And mostly I feel like it's the best solution because of the value that it puts on your relationship. When I go to someone directly and say to them, I value our relationship, I want to make an amends, 
I have the opportunity to build trust and the opportunity to repair damage and build a stronger relationship. And so when possible, the direct amends is the best solution. But how, but not but, and direct amends is not always possible. The NA step guide, Narcotics Anonymous step guide, tells us that direct amends is not always possible or even advisable. Quote, some situations are more complicated than they appear at first. We may think the solution is obvious, but we should always take the time for further reflection. For instance, there may be a situation where the person or person or people that we've harmed are not aware of what we did and learning what we did might possibly harm them more. We may have some friends, relatives, or an employer who were unaware of our addiction. To tell them might harm them. Our sponsor will help us look at our motives for wanting to tell people about our addiction. Do they need to know? What good purpose will be served by sharing such information? What damage could such, such information do? Close quote. In situations like these, with the help of our sponsor, we can arrange an indirect amends. This is exactly what it seems, a way to make amends or give amends to the universe that is not a direct path, not a straight line between you and the wrong or the person. This type of amends can take many forms. Maybe I'll share two examples to kind of help you understand and explain this type of amends. My grandmother passed away before I could make an amends with her. In order to work it through for myself, I wrote her a letter. It was a lot more detailed than what I wrote for my step eight work because I knew she wouldn't be reading it. But I wrote the letter. I read it and then I burned it. And then I made a commitment that to honor her and to make amends, I would do something. I thought for a long time about it. My grandmother visited grave sites of all of her relatives every year on Memorial Day. It was one of the traditions that we did together that I miss terribly. I made the commitment that every Memorial Day, I would visit grave sites. I might not be in California and able to visit the grave sites that she would have visited, but I would visit grave sites of relatives or loved ones on Memorial Day. I've done it now for a few years. It helps me make amends. Also, when I get a chance to be in California, I make sure that I visit the graves that were important to her. This is my indirect amends. I miss my grandma. (laughs) This is my way of saying I value you and I value our relationship. This is my way of righting the damage I caused in her life and in our relationships. Now, that's just one way. The great thing about indirect amends is that there is countless ways to do them. I'll give you one more example that is still um, an open example for me, still something that I'm working on. Because of the acting out I did with Steve, there was an amends that needed to take place with his wife, whom I had never met or had any contact with. A direct amends here was not only impossible, but it could also cause additional damage. I had no idea what information she had or knew. I didn't know what he had told her about our relationship. That wasn't for me to know. It's not for me to decide if she should know about what happened or to call him out or anything like that. That's not for me to decide. However, the acting out that I had done took time away from her and their children and the family. 
it compromised and damaged their relationship. An amends needed to take place. My sponsor encouraged me to pray about the situation and to remain open to a way for me to make an amends. I feel like in this case, there have been inspiration along the way. There's been little things that I've done that I've done in her name. Uh, Donations to women's shelters. Work that I've done with some partner of addict groups. A variety of other things, different things that I've done that I have felt helped to make an amends for this situation. But I also, and not but, sorry, and I also am remaining open on this because I don't feel like this amends is complete. And so it remains on my open step nine list that I work and I work and I will continue to work to pray about it and to get it done. So those are just two examples of ways that you can do indirect amends. It is countless. I've done things I've made donations to places. I've made donations to organizations that I took time from or that I stole office supplies from. I've done a variety of different things that have helped me to make indirect amends. I also feel like in general, sometimes we do things that are much bigger. I would say this podcast and putting out my own story and my information and my experiences is a way for me to make amends to the universe and to other people that um, that need that I need that I need to make an amends for. This is part of my indirect amends as well. Now, in both cases, whether it's a direct or an indirect amends with I make with an with a person, there is an additional piece. And that's what my sponsor called the living amends. When I think of the term living amends, the phrase that goes through my head is this, and it's very specific, and I don't know if I made it up or it came from someone else, but if it came from someone else, shout out to them, I don't know. But the phrase that goes through my head when I think of the word living amends is this, I will live differently so that my life stands as evidence of my changed attitudes. So I will live differently so that my life stands as evidence of my changed attitudes. Step nine must go past apologies. We must find and change our broken attitudes that cause the damage in the first place. We will never be perfect at this, which is why we keep practicing this immense process over and over again. However, if we are diligent, we will start to see these character defects that we've given to God really start to be removed from our lives. This is one of the reasons that step nine is where it's at in the 12-step process. Before recovery, I made apologies. I apologized all of the time, but I never really understood myself well enough to know why I was doing what I was doing, right? I would apologize over and over again, and yet... I would never really change. I would act out again. My attitude was still poor, whatever the situation was. And that's because I hadn't spent enough time really diving into the why I was doing what I was doing. Amends comes late in this 12-step process because of this very situation. This time around, we spent time at the beginning in steps one through eight, really, really understanding ourselves understanding our character defects, working on them, and our other diseased attitudes that we had. We started the process of a spiritual awakening in our lives. So this time, when we come to the immense process in step nine, 
We can have confidence that we are working to be aware of our own defects enough to know that we bring with us into this amends process a changed attitude. And when we bring into this amends process a changed attitude, then we really see this living amends start to work. Because the living amends piece is one of the most important parts of step nine. If we make amends and simply go back to our former behaviors, we haven't made any progress. It is this new attitude that we've developed, this new spiritual awakening going on in steps one through eight, this new attitude, new behaviors that will stand as the evidence that we need for others to see the change in our lives, for us to rebuild trust and relationships, and for us to go out into the world with confidence and hope. These three types of amends, direct, indirect, and living, are just three of the ways that we start to live a new life to live in the spiritual awakening that the steps promote. They are only the beginning of the attitude we really need to work step nine in our lives. In our next episode about step nine, we're going to discuss this process. How do we do it exactly? How do we sit down with someone and really make direct amends? What are some of the other considerations we need to have? I have some great literature and some great examples to share with you next time as we dive deeper into step nine. Now, As always, ladies, I hope you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel in this moment, you are worth recovery, 100% worth it. I know that. Keep up the fight. Stay engaged in the struggle. Don't forget, you can support Worth Recovery by being a Worth Warrior. If this podcast has helped you even a little bit, if it's worth 50 cents, get online and join the movement. All the details are on the website, worthrecovery.com. I pray about you, I think about you, I pray about you, and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.